Welcome to Let's Talk Pokemon, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything Pokemon. And happy Pokemon Legends Arceus Day, or at least by the time you're listening to this episode, Legends of Arceus has already been released. Um, actually, at the time of recording, I'm waiting outside of the store. I'm supposed to go pick it up uh, for the midnight release. I was surprised that GameStop was doing a midnight release, but it seems that there is a huge influx of people wanting to buy this game. So uh, I definitely had to go and reserve, uh, well, pre-order it like earlier yesterday, uh, and then now I had to. I went in earlier today to get my ticket, and now I'm waiting uh, out at GameStop. Um, uh, just just to pick up my game but i kind of i'm trying to debate if i really want to go on to this little bit of a rant that i had because i had an interesting interesting um interaction or conversation with gamestop employees about this game and i guess i i'll just say it and you guys let me know if you think that this is actually like if there's some sort of validity behind this story like gamestop gets a lot of bad rep like for whatever reason, you know the mainly like because of the trade ins, right? That you you buy a sixty dollar game and they give you like five bucks back. Like that's an exaggeration, by the way. But you know they they're always so bad with the trade ins. Like people don't like really trade them in, but they end up doing it anyway, and you don't really get that much of a good value out of it. And uh, and there's other things with GameStop like their service, and they're always pushing like the lo- the rewards card and all that stuff. Regardless, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's some like there are some good times and good things to go to GameStop for, and uh, and I you know midnight release has always been a thing for me with with uh, GameStop. Like I I went to go pick up my Halo games midnight um, when it came uh, like Halo Five and Halo Three and all that uh, at GameStop uh, or any other game that I really wanted to play. But when it came to this game, right? So I, I pre-ordered my copy yesterday, and today I called like around 5.30, and I said, I said, hey, I know you guys told us to come in between 6 and 10 to get the finalized ticket to go pick up the game at midnight. I may not be able to make it through that 6 to 10 uh, time frame. I already pre-ordered. I already paid it off. Can I just come in at 12 and, and just pick up my game? Now, to be fair, Right. If that is their strict ruling of, hey, you have to come in between six and ten, get the atomized ticket and you can and people that can only pick up the atomized ticket or I'm sorry, people that can only that can pick up the game should have the atomized ticket on their seat. You know, those are the only people to get it. Okay, that's fine. If that's your strict ruling, hey, I'm not going to argue with you. That's your process. I mean, it's cool that you're even doing a midnight release to begin with. That's fine. But, you know, in the past, I've been able to do that. I've been able to come in at at midnight and just you know i didn't go earlier to get my ticket but you know i was like one of the last few people i was the last person in line and i was like hey i got a copy of my pre-ordered game so with that being said when i called to ask them this it was like a very weird like hesitant like they they didn't say no but they also didn't say yes and the first person i talked to was like well you know you really got to come in during this time because you know we may not have enough for tonight and you know if if you want to purchase a copy you know we may not be able to guarantee you one because there may not be enough and i'm thinking in my head like i didn't ask to buy a new game like a new another copy i'm asking to pick up my pre-ordered copy and so i was trying to clarify this situation with this the first person i talked to i was like okay listen like because she said outright, like, you know, she wasn't sure. Like, she doesn't know. Like, she doesn't really, you know, 
she's not completely confident in her answer. I was like, okay, well, is there someone else that is going to work to midnight that you can pass the phone to that I can, you know, get that clarification for? And maybe I sounded like a jerk. Maybe I sounded rude. And because I was very, I don't know, uneasy about the answer and the way that she was answering. But I think she was new. So I, I felt bad. But, you know, then the second person came on who happens to be, you know, more, uh, more years in the company and and that's because when i went to the store later i saw the two people that i talked to um i asked erg the same thing can you know can i come pick up my game at midnight without getting the ticket and she was like well you know there there's only so many copies that we have and we may not have enough depending on the influx of people that come in so it's really good idea that you just come earlier and you know get your pre-order ticket and you know that way you can come back later with a ticket and pick your copy up but that phrasing like please like if i'm misinterpreting this somehow like if there's like a phrase or wording i'm 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 not understanding let me know but it just sounded like she thought i was trying to buy another copy i was like no no no, listen i have a pre-ordered copy i just want to pick my pre-ordered copy up can I can I just do that? I'm not looking to buy a new one. She's like, well, we may not have enough. I'm like, so you're telling me that you don't have enough for all your pre-orders? And then she's like, well, there's a couple of boxes, so we probably do have enough. I'm like, okay. So am I, like, if I were not to come, am I not going to get a copy tomorrow? She's like, well, you know, in the morning, you just got to call in the morning and ask them because usually that's the first thing you do is put your put the pre-orders off to the side. I'm like, but that's still, it was such a sketchy conversation. It was so frustrating. And it almost seemed like they they could have, like, they could have easily said, yeah, just come in at midnight. That's fine. You know, we'll, we'll give it to you then. You just have to wait and be the last person in line. But it almost sounded like, you know, if other people were to come and they didn't have their pre-orders, right, but they just wanted to buy the game at midnight because they just found out the last second, hey, GameStop is open at midnight for the game. And they just sold out all their copies. And then I just rolled up, you know, very, very, very last person that showed up and was like, hey, I'm here to pick up a pre-order. I'd be like, oh, we don't have any more. We give all the pre-orders out. They didn't give us enough. Like, it just sounded like it was going to be one of those things where they're going they're going to do everything possible to guarantee their sales at the risk of losing a pre-order. Like, it just felt so weird and it felt so off. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. So I inconvenienced myself. I had to go out of my way at a later time. Well, not later time, but like. I, I wasted enough time in traffic and everything to get to the store, got my pre-order ticket, and now I'm waiting outside uh, for the midnight launch for the game. But it's just, I, I, I just, if anyone works for GameStop, you know, be anonymous as you want. You can email me at SpartanStrike07.gmail.com just to let me know, like, what was I misinterpreting or is is my suspicion accurate? Because it's just, it, it still bugs me to this day how that conversation went down. Okay, sorry about that rant. Not exactly how I wanted to start off this podcast, but I just, it felt good to get that out. So thank you for listening to that. But again, happy Pokemon Legends of Arceus. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying the game. Uh, hopefully you, you it, it exceed your expectations or maybe meet your expectations. Um, seems like it's getting a lot of reviews. Uh, people are very excited for it. I don't really see that much negativity behind it, or at least not a lot of uh, negative comments about it. You know, there's a few nitpicks here and there. Um, I did look at most of the leaks, not all, but most of the leaks, especially some of the new Pokemon that are there. Uh, that's definitely what the uh, the starter evolutions look like, the final evolutions. But 
just rest assured, uh, I should probably should have said this at the beginning, I am not going to talk about anything Legends of Arceus. Like, I'm not going to talk to leaks. I'm not going to talk about any other expectations for the game or anything like that. You know, I said all that in my uh, overview episode. I think it was my last episode that I did that. I'm not talking anything else about Legend of Arceus other than just say, you know, hope you're enjoying the game. And that next week or the next episode I I publish would be my initial impressions of the game. Um, I don't know how much of the game I'm going to be able to play this weekend. I really hoping in my head, I'm thinking like I can clear out my schedule enough where I can like just dedicate my entire weekend to it. I don't really know. Um, But at least I'll be several hours in and have enough info to kind of give my initial takes on the game and uh and just talk about that and see where that that leads that conversation goes and whether it's good bad worth the 60 bucks not worth 60 bucks we'll see um like i said the the reviews are very positive for it for the most part there were like maybe a, a handful of reviews that were very like mediocre like not terrible but like you know not like super innovating or or, or great but we'll, you know it it always comes down to what your personal preference is and what your opinion on it you know and and i'm just going to give my initial takes uh, cuz i just i i am looking forward to this game and we'll see uh if it you know is able to carry on that excitement um going forward so again hopefully you're enjoying it but let's not talk about that i do want to talk about the tcg uh, we got some new updates about a new uh, set that is coming out because we do have the Brilliant Stars set coming out, I think, in about a month, actually. I think it comes out around the same time, if not the same day, as Pokemon Day uh, in February. And, you know, that set's getting a lot of hype, maybe, uh, mainly because Arceus, who happens to have the game title as well, uh, Arceus V... Uh, seems to be like a really good card. It's also got a lot of different arts on uh, art versions to collect and stuff. And uh, and V stars are just in general like a, just it's just a new mechanic that people are looking forward to try to test. There's a Charizard V star, and so there's there is a, there is quite a bit of hype behind this set. And and uh, and but you know even with that set coming out we already kind of get an idea what the next set after that is so i don't know if there's a lot of buzz or hype around it um it's an interesting set uh but i do kind of just want to bring up some things about at least from a collector standpoint my 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 own standpoint as a collector in the tcg um because i've kind of i fell out of just playing the game like i have a deck it's a tapu coco uh v deck and I, and I play it, you know, when I go help out the store, run Pokemon for a couple hours there, and I play against other people. It's a, it's a nice deck, but, like, I don't have any, like, drive to do competitive TCG at the moment, um, especially since scalpers with the whole issue of, like, not being able to find Pokemon product kind of ruined a lot of that for me. But uh, regardless, um, yeah, it's just the, this, the, sets that, the set that's coming out, I think, is going to create some more buzz i think the tcg is not slowing down at all uh i know we still have tcg live that we're still waiting for updates on which i still think we're gonna get something on pokemon day maybe they might release the beta on pokemon day i think that would be cool and exciting um but uh you know as we're waiting for that we we only have the next sets to look forward to and so there's there's a lot of going on with the tcg and like i said the main topic i wanted to get to is about really the next set uh, that we have coming up, which is called Battle Legion, and I, I, 
emphasized like the question mark for that because on Polka Beach, the article that I'm reading off of, uh, they say it's Battle Legion. Although I have seen quite often on social media this set being referred to Battle Region. Either one I think works, but it's hard to tell like who's right, I guess, because it doesn't seem like either one of them corrected themselves. I, I'm kind of leaning towards Polka Beach because they're that's what they do. They mainly uh, report on TCG News. So I kind of would trust them a little bit more. But because so many other people on social media are often are using the other uh, the other phrase battle region more. I don't know. It's kind of um, it's kind of a weird uh, I, I, not a predicament, but just like uh, what are we gonna else? We're gonna call it battle sets? Like just leave out the legion slash region part? I don't know. But it is the um, it is a set uh, that is coming out in Japan on February twenty fifth. Uh, I believe Polka Beach reports this as being what could be our June set uh, for this year. It's like a little special set. Um, that'll be coming out. And uh, the main thing about this set is that it's got shiny Pokemon again. But not just like any other typical shiny Pokemon card. It's on a new mechanic, or it introduces a new mechanic. And these Pokemon are called Sparkling Pokemon. Uh, their name has Sparkling in front of it. So, for instance, the two Pokemon they, uh, they revealed was Greninja and Halucha. But the card name will say Sparkling Greninja or Sparkling Halucha. Uh, so let me just go ahead and kind of read off a tidbit of information here off of Poke Beach, And then I'll kind of give my two cents on this. Battle Legion will introduce a new type of Pokemon card called Sparkling Pokemon. As the name implies, they are shiny Pokemon with Sparkling in their name. They are powerful basic Pokemon. So you can only include one in your deck. That's very important that you can only have one sparkling pokemon in your deck um i do kind of want some clarification though like as in one like if i could have a sparkling greninja and a sparkling halucha that's fine or can i only have one sparkling pokemon in general i, I want to say it's just like like i can only have one of that kind of sparkling pokemon but it is a basic so the greninja they showed off it is a basic card you put it down right away and then off you go uh, but we'll, re we'll read what the card says um in just a bit but it says here, Sparkling Pokemon have the special texture associated with Secret Rares. They also feature a new reverse hollow pattern that looks like cross-hatching. And they use a new K-Rarity, which likely stands for their Japanese name, Kagayaku. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Uh, Battle Legion will be a special strengthening expansion set like 2020's Legendary Heartbeat, which introduced amazing rares. Each booster pack will contain six cards instead of the usual five and cost... Uh, it's 260 yen instead of 165 yen. That was actually irrelevant. I don't know why I read that part, but you get the idea. Okay, so the Sparkling Pokemon, this is what Greninja does. So I'm going to read off the card for those TCG, TCG players out there. Listen up. This might, you know, this might be something cool that you're interested in. Um, sparkling Greninja. Uh, it would, this is here on the rule box. You can't have more than one Sparkling Pokemon in your deck. So if you were trying to use Halucha and Greninja, you actually can only choose one Sparkling Pokemon. That's going to be interesting. All right, so Greninja has 130 HP, has a, an ability called Concealed Card, 
Once during your turn, you may discard an energy card from your hand and then draw two cards. Now, that is actually pretty good because we did see that with Zoroark GX, I believe, where Zoroark was, you know, that was the trade-off ability. You discard a card, you get to draw two cards. The only problem or the only downfall, really, is that uh, you, first of all, Sparking Greninja, it's a specific card. You can't just discard any card. You have to discard an energy card. Also, you can only have one Sparking Greninja. Which means that you can't have like four on a bench and just go crazy like you used to do with Zorark GX where people would have four on the bench and just kind of draw through the deck. It's not the same, uh, it's not the same get go. But given maybe the time, the meta that we're in right now might be pretty good. It does have an attack for two water, one colorless, moonlight, shuriken, discard two energy from this Pokemon, and do 90 damage to two of your opponent's Pokemon. So it's interesting that you had to put the initial three energies, two water, one colorless, but then now on top of that, once that's established, when you use the attack, you have to discard two energy from that Pokemon. So from Greninja, in order to do the 90 damage to two of your opponent's Pokemon, um... Uh, do we have something that accelerates water energy? Because I feel like that would be okay because you have your one attachment for the turn, but then you need something to kind of add that extra energy on there. So 90 damage to two. I don't really see the powerfulness to it yet. Um, but let's see Haluchin. Maybe that might make things different. Right off the bat, though, we're not starting off very strong. Um, Sparkling Halucha has only 90 HP. Uh, its ability, big match, if this Pokemon is on your bench, your Pokemon's attacks do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon VMAX. And VMAX are still fairly popular. I think uh, the Urshifus as well as Mew, everyone plays the VMAXs the most. Uh, so obviously this card will do, will do fairly well, um, kind of being a support for whatever deck you're trying to do to aim for those VMAXs. And then it has a one fighting, one colorless energy attack called Spinning Kick for 50 damage, which is weird. Obviously I think the ability is where it's trying to capitalize on, but these sparkling pokemon don't seem all that great as in the sense of why am i only allowed one sparkling pokemon like if i had well i i can see that it'd be an issue that like you could have more than one sparkling halucha because if you had four then that would be 120 damage added on to whatever attack you're going to use so um i think mainly this would be something for collectors uh, the art on the Greninja card is beautiful, and the pose for the Halucha is pretty solid. Um, the shiny coloring is cool, but I think the Greninja between the two, it, the Greninja definitely gets the uh, trophy for best looking card. And then along this list, they did show a couple of other Vs that are coming. Um, there's a Starmie V. There is a uh, Garchomp V coming out, which is Garchomp's always a fan favorite, so people go crazy for that, especially when there's a full art. Uh, Lucario V-Star and uh, Darkrai V-Star. People will love Darkrai. Um, the set should be fine. Uh, I don't know. Maybe as soon as they reveal more sparkling Pokemon, uh, it, uh, it'll generate a little bit more hype. But I don't think there's anything at the moment that's like... At least for me, making me go like, oh, I have to get this. Like, I have to collect those all. Like, sure, Greninja's cool, but, you know, it's not enough for me to want to pursue an entire set. And who knows how many cards are going to be in this. It is a special set, but, you know, there could be uh, 100, 200, 250 cards. I mean, this could be like a whole new set altogether, although that may not be likely. Special sets 
tend to be somewhat shorter than um, actual regular Pokemon sets. Now, will people capitalize on this type of card because they're shiny Pokemon and maybe try to, um, what word am I looking for, try to uh, uh, scalp the prices on these? Maybe. Uh, I, I, I can see that happening. But I'm getting tired. I'm getting burnt out. And I think that's probably also what's contributing to my lack of excitement for this set is that because of what has happened, it is getting better. But because of what has happened with scalpers and buying up all the sets, like, I'm just, you know what? If, if it comes to me, it comes to me. Like, I'm not going to go and pursue it. I'm not going to go hunt it anymore. Like, I'm kind of done. And it's sad because uh, I, I used to love going and looking for Pokemon cards all the time. But now I'm just like, eh. Uh, if it's there, cool. If not, uh, I'm not really missing out on much at the moment. And so I don't know if Sparkling Pokemon is really going to bring that drive back in. Like, I feel like people just jump on that wagon just because it's shiny Pokemon. Everyone loves shiny Pokemon. Everyone started collecting. Yay. But it's really not going to be anything that over the top. I think it's cool still. I, I think it's an interesting mechanic. I'm curious how it'll play out in the meta. But... You know, I'm just going to bide my time until uh, it becomes more, uh, I guess, readily available or more, yeah, just just more available to people. Um, I I almost want uh, TPCI, the Pokemon Company International, to just stop gimmicks, like stop these special sets because I think it's getting a little out of hand. I think it was cool that we had one every, like, couple years or maybe that's what it had felt like initially, especially between... I think it was uh, Shiny Legends and Dragon Majesty. But, I mean, every single year and now sometimes every other year there's like two special sets. It's just, it gets too much. It's like, do they not think that we get burnt out on this? That we get discouraged when we go to the store and we don't see Pokemon cards? Like, at, at what point will TPCI, like, stop on the brakes and go, okay, well, hold on, we, we've pulled out too much, uh, you know new things for pokemon we need to slow it down we need to make sure fans don't feel overwhelmed or have this like sort of fomo going on uh because they they decided to skip on a set like i think there needs to be a reevaluation on what they introduce and how they introduce it into the game but i mean i could be just talking just like off like you know without any sort of justification because i that's just my opinion i know there's still people that are always going to be constantly excited for sets no matter what it's in there like you could just put like a, a new pikachu in there and people will just go crazy just for that pikachu um i i wonder how many struggling pokemon are they gonna do uh because you know they didn't do all shiny pokemon for every single pokemon out there um the first time they did it you know they obviously picked like the most popular ones the second time around they were like i don't know let's just give everyone a shiny version and it was just as it was just too much to collect with the shiny vault and everything so i'm curious with the sparkling pokemon are they going to just collect on the the fan favorites or do they have like a specific goal in mind specific pokemon they want to choose so it'd be interesting i i hope they kind of tame it enough though so that collectors do want that ability or that kind of drive to like okay let's go out and look for these cards um it does, it, you know, these sort of gimmicks do drive up a lot of, like, the collector's, like, 
what is it, the collector standpoint on things, like the value of these cards, especially when it's Charizard, Charizard will just always sell, and any little Charizard will bump up value because all the other bigger Charizards get bumped up in value. But that may not always have to be the case. It's like, why? Like, it's a bad card. Like, some Charizard cards are pretty bad, and it's like, it's not playable. Why are you charging me $200 for that card? Who knows? I don't know what goes on in the mind of scalpers. I think it's weird that people are going to pay scalp prices for it, but hey, it's their money. If they want to go for that, I guess that's on them. Um, but I, I, I wish, I hope that with TCG Live releasing this year, that will bring my, my, uh, I guess, um, interest or, or drive or uh, sort of um, uh, energy to to be more excited for, for Pokemon card games, to get me back in and just be like, yeah, like this is what I want to do. I think that's what I'm waiting for. I think that's what I want. Uh, and, and then, you know, don't blame yourself if that's also what you're uh, trying to, uh, trying to just kind of balance out there. Like if you're burnt out with the whole scalp of prices, just stop buying Pokemon cards. Like I, it hates, it hurts me to say that, but it's like, okay, it's okay to not always buy a booster pack when you see one. Like, I go to Publix, and, like, right at the front, they would have, like, baskets of, like, old booster packs, Sword and Shield and stuff, and Rebel Clash. But I'm like, nope, don't need it, don't care. Like, it's interesting that it's at Publix. Just want to buy one just to say I bought one at Publix, but it's just not worth it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the card game kind of slows down after this. I do want to build a set that I want to compete with. Uh, in my hometown, there's a regionals competition coming up in April. I haven't decided if I want to partake. I probably won't, but, you know, if in, this, in the fact that I do, I want to be able to build a pretty decent deck with whatever cards come out by that time. Uh, and, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's mainly what I wanted to bring up. That's mainly what I want to talk about and kind of just go off on a little mini rant about it. Uh, sparkling Pokemon, something cool look to look forward to. Uh, and hopefully it'll get us back into really wanting to collect Pokemon cards all over again. For those of us that um, have kind of uh, taken a, a leave of absence from it. All right. That's pretty much it for that episode. Uh, let's go ahead and do as we usually do. End it with, of course, the Pokedex trivia. Where I read to you a Pokedex entry from many of the uh, Pokemon games about a particular Pokemon, a mystery Pokemon that you are going to have to guess. Um, I do not give you uh, the game that the entry comes from, but I do give you some hints uh, over like the next 30 seconds, a minute or so, uh, and to, for you to lock down your answer, and then I reveal who the Pokemon is. So without further ado, if you are ready, here we go. This is your Pokedex trivia for this episode. With its ability to distinguish any smell, it unfailingly finds all food buried deep underground. It's actually not a bad uh, Pokedex entry. It doesn't give it away very easily. Um, there's a lot of things you could break down. Uh, ability to smell, buried deep underground. Uh, this is a, trying to make sure, yeah, it is a monotype Pokemon. It's got the hidden ability unnerve it stands at five foot 11 inches actually that's as tall well that's one inch taller than me that's interesting um i'm trying to think uh if there were salmon in the pokemon game i think this pokemon would go after it i feel like that gives it away but we'll see uh, i'm trying to think what are the hints it is a 
Oh my gosh. Is it Gen 2? Yes, I believe it's a Gen 2 Pokemon. I'm fairly positive on that. And you don't see a whole lot of cards for this Pokemon. But it evolves from something adorably cute. Okay. I don't know what other hints I could give you without giving it away. So we're just going to go ahead and go, lock in your answer. Whatever answer you could think of. Let's leave it there. Let's check to see if you're right or wrong. The Pokedex entry, once more, says... With its ability to distinguish any smell, it unfailingly finds all food buried deep underground. Without further ado, the Pokemon for this episode is none other than Ursaring, number 217 Ursaring. Um, the salmon thing, right? Bear, bears eat salmon going up a river. That's what I was trying to go for. Um, what else? What else was I trying to say? Gen 2 Pokemon uh, evolves from something adorably cute. Teddy Ursa is adorably cute. Uh, evolves into this big giant uh, grizzly bear, brown bear, whatever they want to call it. And uh, I'm trying to think. I think th those were mainly the hints I was trying to emphasize there. But let's go ahead and read off some of the trivia here according to Bulbapedia. And lo and behold, there's a couple of things. They're pretty long, but there's a couple of trivia bullet points here. So the first one. Ursarine and Donphan, along with their pre-evolved forms, are the only Pokemon to swap version-exclusive status between localizations. While Teddy Ursa and Ursarine are found only in the Japanese and Korean silver, they are not found in silver in other languages. Being found in the gold version of those languages instead, with Fampi and Donphan getting the opposite treatment. This is corrected in the remakes Heart Gold and Soul Silver, where they follow the Japanese and Korean gold and silver. Okay, interesting. Uh, you couldn't get it. Well, I mean, if you got those, uh, what is it, Korean, Korean gold and silver, then you could get get them. You can complete the Bokodex on your own, at least for that part. But otherwise, you're going to have to definitely trade uh, to get the exclusives. Ursarine's number of claws has changed over time and between cannons. In its original artwork, Ursarine has four visible claws. However... In its Heart Gold and Soul Silver artwork, it has five claws. In the Generation 2 games, it has three claws. That's very confusing very fast. From Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire up to and including Pokemon Platinum, it has four claws. From Heart Gold and Soul Silver onwards, Ursarine has had five claws in its game sprites. In the anime, it has always had five claws. So, note to self, check the last Pokemon game you played and then see how many claws it has. And I, I, I would almost want to say that it's that. I wonder if they're doing it on purpose, because why did it change so much? I don't know. If they're just claws. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're pretty long. Uh, Ursarine is, uh, is a pretty good Pokemon. Um, I started to, what is it, appreciate his design more. I don't know why exactly. It's not like we had a community, but there was like a, a Teddy Ursa spotlight in which I collected a lot of Teddy Ursa. I got my Ursarine. Ursarine's cool. Ursarine's not that bad. I dig the whole like, you know, moon thing going on uh, on its uh, on its stomach. It, you know, and it looks pretty proud of itself. I, you know, I give, I give Ursarine a thumbs up there. All right, that's pretty much it. Short and sweet episode. Thank you guys for listening. Much appreciated. If you want to get a hold of me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SpartanStrike07. Or if you just want to write me an email, talk, uh, bring up topics for me to talk about, things you want opinions on, uh, you can go ahead and email me at SpartanStrike07 at gmail.com. 
hopefully again that you guys are enjoying Arceus or safe travels if you're going to pick up Arceus. Um, let me know how you feel about it. Let me know down in the comments uh, how, what you think of the game, who you picked as your starter Pokemon. Uh, and then hopefully I'll have quite a bit to say next week or at least the next time I publish an episode uh, about Legends of Arceus. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And I will talk to you guys next week to continue talking about everything and everything Pokemon. We'll